When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Planet Talk podcast. We are your hosts, Gerald Trinidad and Vienna Ortiz. This podcast is your favorite place to talk all things planners and planner-related conversation. By listening to Planner Talk, you'll get practical and actionable strategies for planning while paired with conversations about hot topics in the planner community, interviews with shop owners and influencers, and tips on business and following your passion. This podcast will always give you the dose of good conversation, practicality, realness, and motivation you need to be your best self. Welcome back to the Planet Talk podcast. Today we have an amazing guest. Her name is the Imani Michelle. She has over 11,000 subscribers, not subscribers, excuse me, followers on Instagram. And she has a blog, the imanimichelle.com. I'm so excited that she's here with us today. She's going to share some golden nuggets with us. And we're just excited that you're here. Thank you for being here. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you all today. Yay. Okay. So I have an icebreaker question for you. Um, So I did some snooping and I seen that you were an avid reader as your second hobby. So we want to know your top three favorite books of all time. Wow. That's such a hard question. Okay. So I recently read... I'm going to forget, I'm going to butcher the name, right? But it's, I think, The City of Girls by, her first name is Elizabeth. I read it a couple years ago, so it's time to reread it again. But I absolutely love that book. I recently read The Midnight Library. And if you haven't read it, it's such a good book about uh, just regrets and how to, you know, address them. How do we deal with them? How do we live with them? So... I really loved that. And I think that is easily a top three for me. And I also finished Vibrate Higher Daily. So I'm really big on self-care, which I think everyone knows. And right now I'm working on building better boundaries outside of just relationships, because I think we often think about boundaries with family and friends, but I really want to work on my boundaries with work, whether that's my nine to five or my businesses. So just, um, it was such a great reminder for me while reading Vibrate Higher Daily, just controlling my peace and my energy. So I'll have to say those are at least the top three books that I can think of uh, that I read recently. Ooh, those are good books. I've never heard of them. So I definitely wrote them down. I'm taking notes today and totally like side note, your voice, you, I don't know if you have a podcast yet, but like your voice is like perfect for podcasting. And I'm sure some of our listeners are probably going to agree just like two minutes into the podcast are like, yes, like your energy, the whole vibe, the whole thing. I'm loving it. So with that said, how did you get started in the planner community? Like, how did you find it? Like, what's your story? 
I love planning and that is not new. So I started planning very early into my childhood. My school, my middle school actually used to give us free planners every year. So I was the kid who would be so excited on the first day when I get to flip through and see all the changes from the previous year. So I've always been a planner. Um, I haven't always been a paper planner though. So I was paper throughout middle school and high school. And of course you get to college and you just feel as though you want to do everything digital. So I tried digital planning for a while throughout college, but towards the end of you know my junior and senior year and into law school, I said, no, I need paper planners. So I've always been a planner. It's just my interest and my style of planning has changed over the years. Now, you said something that I'm interested in. What is your background? Like you you went to law school, it sounds like. And what, I want to know about that. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yes. So I, yeah, I graduated from law school back in 2018. So I currently work as an attorney. Um, it's like this weird area of labor and employment law called ERISA law. So anything having to, do, having to do with your pension, your 401k, your health insurance, I help manage the trust funds that hold the money for those benefits. So it's very weird to explain, but it's something that's completely opposite from what I do on a day-to-day basis with the Iman and Michelle. So I love it. It's the best of both worlds. That is so cool. Like what? Like it's like you have a whole other personality. Like you're like a different person from nine to five. And then like you come home and you turn to your planners and you're, totally some somebody else it's it's cool though I love that I love that thank you for sharing yeah so now it makes me now it's kind of making a little bit more sense like why you would really need that self-care <laughs> component but I do want to know a little bit about why self-love and self-care is so important to you enough to really focus on it and um, be a real voice in the community you know I hope that I always get this across, this message across when I talk about my beginnings, because I am so new to self-care and self-love. Obviously, you know, we all learn about like self-esteem when we're growing up, but taking ownership of my self-love and self-care journey really started in the beginning of 2020. And this was before COVID and, you know, all that other fun stuff, not fun stuff, but tragic things. But I had enough. It was Martin Martin Luther King Day of 2020. And I just, I was talking to a friend, I say, you know what, like, I want to start therapy, I want to just really work on myself and approach how I love myself, and how I take care of myself and others differently. So I started therapy back in January of last year. And since then, it's just, I had a therapy appointment yesterday, we're just laughing about how where I've come and how much further I want to go. And I, I don't think that there is an end goal. There's no finish line with self-love and self-care, but I just felt so compelled to share the story because it's such a part of my everyday life. And I would not feel authentic online if I had not started sharing. So I'm really new to it. I learn something new every day <laughs> and I'm constantly reading books and following you know, those, those main people that you can think of, you know, on Instagram um, and other social media channels who live and breathe and have learned and taught about self-care over time. So I'm not new to it, but I like to think that, you know, I play a role in helping other people get real about self-care in a way that is uh, fun and not super stressful. 
Wow, thank you for sharing all of that. That really resonates with me so much because you're helping to end the stigma of the things that, you know, the stigma exists around, like therapy for one. It seems so, you know, cliche to say that, but it's true. Some people just won't go to therapy. And I personally go to therapy. I'm very open about therapy. I, I just had an appointment about an hour ago. <laughs> and um, there's so much to learn about yourself. There's so much compassion that we can be showing ourselves and we don't really know these things until someone's able to look from the outside in and um, I'm with you I'm on that journey I'm going to be on that journey forever but um, I just appreciate you so much just being open with it because it's hard it's difficult but if you're doing it then it might encourage like other people to do it so thank you for you know sharing your story um and know some people want more practical advice too, as far as like how to use your planner to help them with self-care, to help them, you know, make it a priority and be motivated to work on themselves. So do you have any tricks that you use for that? Absolutely. So what I love about planning is that you can incorporate more than just your schedule and your meetings. You can incorporate habit trackers, you can incorporate to-do lists, uh, dashboards with your routine. So those three things that I just mentioned are really great ways to reinvent and just get excited about self-care again. Because if you do things out of habit and just because, you know, oh, I get my nails done every few weeks or, oh, I go to therapy once a month, I think that you can become detached from it. So if you are looking to just reinvigorate your self-care routine or just get started, I highly recommend first sitting down to brainstorm what your goals are and you can use your planner for that. You know, you can use computer paper, whatever you desire. I used mail once, <laughs> junk mail. But after you sit down and you get serious about your goals and your intentions with self-care, then it, may, it might become clear how to incorporate sort of the practical steps of carrying out your intentions and your goals. So for me, one thing that I am really big on recently is getting to a gallon of water every day. I think that's a really practical self-care goal that I'll mention. So I have habit trackers. I have it as part of my AM, PM routine. It's drink water, drink water. I have phone reminders. So it's not just the paper planner, it's my phone as a digital planner too. I'll have reminders throughout the day to drink water. So after you sit down and get clear on your goals and intentions, I think that'll help you figure out how you want to practice your self-care. So if I'm, I want to bring up a less practical option. Let's see. So if I'm thinking about building boundaries, then say boundaries with like a partner or something like that, right? I think a really good way to get practical about that is to identify how you want to address your boundaries and then see how you can track it. For example, maybe you journal every night about your boundaries to see, okay, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? And how can I can improve? Um, so having space in your planner of just, you know, I, I'm a six ring A5 girl, so I have planner inserts. I like to uh, use Grind Journal 
uh, paper and just write. Um, you can do a recap of your day journal. So there's ways to incorporate those more abstract and less practical self-care uh, habits and routines as well. I love that you touched on like self-care. I know most, most people, when you say self-care, you think, like you said, getting your nails done, getting your hair done, but it's a lot more than doing those types of acts. Like, like you said, journaling is super important. I think that a lot of people think, oh, journaling, it's like what you used to do when you were younger and you say, you know, you tell your diary, all, all that's happened today or whatever. But really sometimes um, for me personally, I started doing, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's called the artist way. And it's kind of like a 12 week program. And what it does, it's like every shop chapter is a week and she does this practice on there. Um, and it's called, again, it's called the artist way by Julia Cameron. And it was written back in the early nineties. And basically one of the big practices on there is she calls this thing magic mornings uh, or morning pages, excuse me, morning pages where you write three pages in a journal without any thought, like it, it, you're not, it's really just what comes to mind. There's no right or wrong to do it. Um, you know, you can talk about, oh, the weather is like this. And then it, it's really, no one's going to read it, but you, it, and that's where you kind of let go of perfection. I think sometimes, I know for me, sometimes in my planner, I'm like, oh, I can't write this here because it goes in another spot. But like what I'm learning with the morning pages is that you can just kind of write everything out, write your heart out. And that, it does so much to my mind. And I start the day so much better now where I'm like, okay, I like, rented and lashed out on pay on paper and this is great and that's a that's also a form of self-care and I think again like Vienna said thank you for sharing you know number one that you're seeing a therapist and you you make it sound like it's totally normal because it is it's like a checkup with your, your daily checkup with your doctor it doesn't have to be weird it doesn't mean that you're like you're crazy or something like that it actually means that you're trying to get help and you're trying to be better. So thank you so much for sharing that. Now, now that I went on with all this, um, what are tips for giving yourself grace and still holding yourself accountable? Because sometimes you can feel, you know, you have trackers, but some days you might not fill, fill out those trackers, right? It might not be like, oh, I, I only drank half a gallon of water. Like, how do you balance that it's hard y'all it is so hard and it is something that I am working through and thinking through constantly because I, I think especially in the planner world we're so hard on ourselves and I, it shouldn't be that way right so my philosophy is when in doubt show yourself grace because at the end of the day I rather be kind to myself even when I may not quote deserve it, but if I'm not treating myself with the utmost kindness and grace as possible, then how can I expect the same from anyone else, right? So if you are thinking about this topic and you can't decide whether you need to be a little bit more disciplined or show yourself a little more kindness, 
err on the side of caution, just be kind to yourself because chances are the world is hard enough, right? But there are times where you have to be more disciplined, right? And, and take that other side of the, the spectrum and just be honest with yourself. And I think the only way to really get down to the nitty gritty and know the differences is to be self-aware. So whether that is through journaling, and I want to encourage you all, if you're not journaling, to do so, but expand how you think about journaling. It doesn't have to be writing. You can draw. Uh, it doesn't even have to be in the same place, even though I, I usually recommend it, but I'll pull out my notes app on my phone. I have like two journals here at the house. Do something that helps you to reflect because that reflection and being self-aware is how you can get honest with yourself about the situation and figure out, okay, do I need to be more disciplined or do I need to show myself grace? Another side that I like to think about is sometimes, you know, don't think about discipline as something that's negative as well, because sometimes it's being consistent. Sometimes it is, um, realizing that at the end of the day you want to form a new habit so think of it let's reframe it in a more positive light because sometimes it's not all about you know punishment is what I think about when I hear the word discipline I'll be honest <laughs> so ultimately I think the way to just know the difference between those two ends of the spectrum is to really just be self-aware um, and whether that's through journaling it's through talking with a friend going to therapy Find ways to learn about who you are, spend time with yourself, take yourself out on dates, and that should help you answer the question. Thank you. Yeah, that's oh, that's a tough one, giving yourself, knowing the difference between giving yourself grace and give, holding yourself accountable. I know I struggle with that too. It's almost like you're, we're always so much harder on ourselves. And random fact, something that my therapist told me today actually was, if you're having trouble giving yourself grace, just think about what I would tell you. And it's always about what the other person or like your friend would say. Um, there's this really great um, doctor, her name is Christina Neff, and she's all about self-compassion. She has a ton of free things on her website. And one of the activities is write yourself a letter as a friend, someone who is, you know, you went out specifically to ask them for advice and they're giving you advice what would you tell that friend but of course you're writing yourself but you're writing yourself as your friend and honestly if it was me I would give them a whole ton of self-compassion you know most of the time I would say you're doing your best you're trying your hardest try again tomorrow but yet our internal monologue is always like oh you didn't do that right you didn't do that on time do better and so man it's going to take a while I think to get there and maybe we'll never arrive but um it's always nice to give yourself grace it feels so much better <laughs> you know but I don't think we have to worry about ever staying accountable because I think as individuals especially people in the planner community our personality is really always to be hard on ourselves so we don't have to fear that I don't think <laughs> not at all I think the planning community you know, if you're a part of it, it almost lends itself to being more productive and being and holding yourself accountable. I think it's just the nature of having a planner, writing out a to-do list and needing to check things off, right? So just make sure 
you know, when you're completing these tasks, you're doing it for you and not doing it for show. Um, I think that's a really important point. Ooh, that's, that's a good point. That that's really good. I think a lot of us need to hear this. And like, sometimes I, I feel like it's, it's hard to, to really accept yourself as like, you know, I, as being unquote unperfect or you're not doing th- like, it's just so hard. Like I did this wrong, but I'm not going to show anyone. I'm only going to show the things that I do. Right. But sometimes like us doing things wrong in quote or not the right way or whatever, that makes us human. Like that's okay. We're no, we're not robots. We're not meant to do every single thing. Perfect. You know what I mean? So like, I, I can kind of see like, yes, the planning community, we, we, I mean, we're trying, we all want to be productive. We want to have the perfect planners, but sometimes it almost becomes in a way where you see planner spreads being so perfect with no scribbles, right? Everything's written with no whiteout. I'm like, how do you guys not scribble things out and not use whiteout? Because that's, that's me. Like I, plans change all the time and that's okay to show that on social but somehow it's become kind of this thing where we only show the perfect spreads we only show when we drank all our water we only show like even meal planning we only showed the healthy you know the healthy meals we were having next week but you know but it's like why why let's be real a little bit here like are you really doing this like it's okay to eat leftovers it's okay to do to be you know what I mean like you're fine nobody's gonna go after you because you had fast food two days in a row like or you know you go to Starbucks every morning or what or you don't go to Starbucks and oh my goodness you have your coffee at home like it's okay and like that's part of I think giving yourself grace but I think with this whole social media thing you want to look picture perfect all the time right oh that is so true right and I think that is definitely one of the downsides to um, Instagram you know love it love the opportunity to build community there I've met so many virtually of course I've met so many great people here but you know, and I'm guilty of this too. Like if you look at my, my feed, it, everything is perfect, right? <laughs> Quote, <laughs> but you know, I definitely um, encourage everyone, including myself to not just talk about the good things. Like I understand being a private person, identify three areas that you're comfortable with sharing more than just the perfection, because I think it humanizes you and it's a great way that I think people forget about to build connection with others. It's just to be human and show that not everything is rosy with balloons and, you know, lilacs. Yeah, three, identifying three ways to show your imperfection is, that's great. That's a great idea and, and great sentiment towards not only being comfortable with showing your imperfection and working on it, but also bringing like awareness that everyone's like that isn't that funny everyone's like that but when some in our head somehow everyone's not it's such like a a paradox (laughs) 
because <laughs> we know everybody's not perfect, but yet we're like, oh no, they must be, you know, kind of scrolling. But um, I like that. Identify three areas where you can be more vulnerable, maybe, and maybe um, a little more authentic. That would be great advice. Um, but speaking of social media, I know I spend a lot of time on social media. I know when I'm bored, I just start scrolling or whatever it may be. And we hear all this talk about how unhealthy it is. And I keep telling myself like, no, it's not unhealthy, but I know it's unhealthy. Um, so do you unplug? And if you do, how do you control your unplugging? What's your advice for that? Because <laughs> I'm sure, I sure don't have any. <laughs> I, I wish that <laughs> I could be a voice of reason and provide some tips here. But if I'm being completely honest, if you Every Sunday, I get that screen time report and I just shake my head at myself like, girl, you, you need to get it together. I got it down to nine hours this past week. And I know this coming week, it'll be back up to 10. But, you know, I, I think it's the nature of being on social media and also our niche, like not to get too far into social media, but I, you can't really plan planner content. You can, but Anyway, <laughs> I think it makes it, the, the nature of being in the planner community makes it so that you kind of almost have to be on there at least every other day or every day, you know, whether you want to post your pictures or post a reel and whatnot. So, you know, I really don't have too much. I do um, try to limit my time on other apps. So I have, you know, the do not disturb or the screen time closer whatever it's called for TikTok because I definitely tend to scroll on there I'm a huge TikTok fan I don't, really don't have issues with Facebook I try to avoid that <laughs> but as far as Instagram is concerned I just one thing that helps me is someone I believe it was Marty Woodard told said on his Instagram live one day that you can't consume more content that you're creating and I think I really took that to heart and that helped me because even when I'm off the app, off social media, I don't have to be sitting down and creating content. I can be inspired by, you know, watching TV. That might not be a great alternative to do, but if I'm reading, <laughs> if I'm grocery shopping, if I'm out walking with my puppy, all of those things are great ways to be inspired to make content. So that's how that I guess that's my only encouragement I'm really bad at it too so y'all if y'all have any ideas on how to you know decrease your screen time please let me know otherwise I think it's definitely a matter of trying to be conscious of that of at least what you're seeing right so if someone especially on my personal account if I see something that doesn't make me feel good about myself I'm unfollowing or I'm muting I make sure to follow a lot of self-care self-love um you know, energy, like vibration, Bible verses, like, and most of the good things, and then interact with it, because if you don't interact with it, it won't show up. So if you're going to be on social media, at least make sure that you're not seeing things that make you feel bad. Ooh, that is so good. So true. Because what do they say? Like, I know with dieting, it's like you are what you eat, but you are what you consume, really. Like, you know, what you see, what you hear, like, that's who you become. And that's why they also tell you, like, show me your friends, and I'll tell you who you are, right? 
And it's the same thing with social media, especially now, a lot of people are working from home. And so your in quote friends is who you see on social. So look at who you're really interacting with and what you see on your feed. And that'll tell you a lot about yourself. And sometimes you don't even want to look at that that way, but it really is. I mean, like, I'm so guilty. Like I have, because of what we do with planning, I'm, I do a lot of crafty things. Like I need to make the things at like, there's no way I can, you know, there's people that create their content two months in advance. I'm like, that's not going to happen because I have no idea what I'm doing next week and <laughs> it'll come out next week. You know what I mean? So, but I do see that some people do try limiting their time on social media, which is, which is great. But I almost feel like this is the world that we're in now. Like social media is part of life. If you look at, you know, our parents' age, what they did was the newspaper. They always read the newspaper or they were listening to the radio or so it's, I guess it's like, it's, it's transformed into something completely like it consumes us. So we have to be careful on what we're consuming. Um, but I'm totally guilty with the amount of time that I spend on social media because number one, I have, I have fear of missing out. Like, I don't want to miss anything because now the news are also on social media. Let's be real. Like, you need to know. And if you're not on social, you will miss some things. Like, wait, what? What happened? You know what I mean? So you don't want to miss out the important stuff either. So there's that balance that I think it's different for everybody and you got to find that. Um, I'm sure you guys would agree. Um but it's, it's hard. So, and if anything, we want to tell our listeners that we don't have the answers and we're probably all in the same boat and that you're not alone. And that is okay. Now we talk planners, we talk mental health. Now I'm curious, and I'm sure our listeners are curious, what planners are you using to keep it all together? Oh, this is such a timely question. (laughs) So just this week, I am reevaluating my planner system and my planning system because, you know, I have a side business and I'm working, it's really more than nine to five, but I'm working a nine to five. Um, you know, I'm an aunt now. So like, there's just a lot going on. So I have four physical planners. I have two <laughs> Uh, A5, six rings. I have a half letter planner and I have an A5 spiral. I only carry and reference one of these planners per day. Everything else, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, is digital. So I'm super glued to everything goes in my calendar. (laughs) So I'm glued to that. And Another piece that I'm trying to incorporate more of is Notion of just having one place that's online. If I'm at work, I can reference it through the app. I organize pretty much everything on there too. I'm still building um, you know, my, my dashboard and what that will look like. So I have a few checklists for some exciting projects coming up, um, but eventually I'm gonna put my finances on there and um, really just everything. I think I will always be a paper planner though, because there's something about sitting down, making a list, brain dumping things, but the four planners, it's a bit much for me right now. And I don't see myself 
continuing with that sort of planning style. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of bigger planners too, <laughs> you know. But um, I mean, planners are fun. But it's cool that you've noticed like this is kind of getting a little overwhelming. And I'm gonna check out this Notion app too because it seems kind of cool. Um, so it's cool that you're reevaluating. And I mean, we all have to do it. I do it often as well. <laughs> um, so go ahead. I was just gonna say that I think don't be afraid of sort of planner changes right or planning system changes you know yes you end up spending a lot of money on these things but at the end of the day I, I needed needed three or four planners at one point because you know I was planning content by hand and I was planning finances by hand and it was too much for one planner right but you know life has shifted so I'm still planning a lot but I realized that it's just easier for me to have everything in one place and that one place right now is Notion. So if you haven't heard of Notion, highly recommend. Um, it's one of the more customizable ways of planning digitally that I've experienced. I'm about two, three weeks in. So if you have any questions, I'm happy to answer, but it's really a game changer for me. That's awesome. Definitely going to check it out. Um, so do you have any Q&A questions from your followers? Did they want to know anything about you or... <laughs> Okay, so someone asked, what planner size do you want to try in the future? I thought this was a really great question because I've only ever used maybe four or five different sizes. I, of course, I use half letter and A5 right now. I've used seven by nine, um, and I've also used eight and a half by 11, which was like way too big. I have never tried sort of a travel sized or like smaller handheld. Uh, I, I tend to write bigger though, so I'm hesitant about that. But if I were to try um, some of those sizes in the future, I'll probably go to personal. But yes, right now, the dark side. Are you, are you a personal fan? Sure I sure am. <laughs> okay, so my thing is like, it looks so, I don't know, is there enough writing space on there? Because uh, I'm an A5, so I'm hesitant. I always say it depends on the inserts. Like if you write big, do a day on a page and you, you should be good to go. I've seen people who write big and they try to do like a week on two pages or a week on one and it's just not gonna work. <laughs> so day on a page and you're good to go. Um, and just have lots of paper in there. But I think right, you have right. to give it a try and see what you, what you feel. <laughs> okay, I mean, I, like I said, I'm hesitant, but it would be nice instead of always having to refer to my phone um, to have at least a small handheld planner that I can jot things down. I'm a type of person who things just come to me randomly when I'm not thinking about, you know, oh, I need to plan content or, oh, I need to think about a caption for the photo. It'll come to me while I'm buying bananas, right? So <laughs> it'll be nice to have something to write, write that down with, but my phone, I think the other side to always be on social media is that my phone dies all the time. So it, like, it just, right. It's just, everyone's agreeing. <laughs> so I just, I, I need at least a notepad, a sticky note, something to carry around with me where I can write down and not always have to refer to my phone. So in the future, if y'all see me buying personal size things, just know I'm trying something new. Okay. Don't judge me. Cause I know I said I was getting rid of some systems right now, but 
I would at least want to try it. Maybe I'll try it with just the inserts and then get the you know binder, planner system, whatever. <laughs> so then the next question was, what are your three favorite pens? So yeah, this was like a very hard one. Um, very hard, but I have one in front of me. I'm gonna butcher the name, but I think it's Kokuyo. It's K-O-K-U-Y-O. It's a 0.5, um, I think MM is millimeter. I don't do anything with math measuring. So if I got that wrong, please don't judge me y'all. But I love this pen. This is my absolute favorite pen right now. If you have not tried it, I will encourage you all to try it. It is just absolutely beautiful. It writes very smoothly. I have no staring issues. I can go out Where do you hours. get it from? We need to know. <laughs> so I get all of mine from cloth and paper. I don't buy like pens. So I subscribe to the cloth and paper um, pen subscription box and I just get five pens every month. And I wish I had my like little stack of pens. I have like well over 30 pens. That's not good. I need to work on it. I understand, but um, I just don't use my favorites often. I'll use the the newer ones or the ones that I'm not a huge fan of and then save my favorites for uh, another time. So this is not necessarily a gel pen, but my next absolute favorite is the Uni pen, U-N-I pen, P-I-N. That is great if you are writing on transparent sticky notes. Um, there are a couple companies I saw one today, a new one. I was like, oh, I want to try it. There are a couple, a couple companies who have transparent sticky notes. So you're going to need oil-based pen for that. That is the only oil-based pen that I use. So if you are in, um, you know, looking for one, I highly recommend that one. I use the middle, it's the zero two, the, the second one. So it's like a, a nice middle ground between like a fine point and, um, you know, like a 0.7, which not my jam anymore. <laughs> and, you know, other than that, I would, maybe the Sarasa dry fit. If I'm not using one of those two pens, something's wrong. So <laughs> I would, I don't necessarily have three favorite, but um, like call those for two help. Are, if I'm not using right. one, call for help. <laughs> right. Something's wrong. I think there's like the running joke where it's like, what do you say when you know, you've been kidnapped and people need to know, like, I would post a picture of myself writing with like, no offense to people who use big pens, but you know, like a big, like paper, whatever it is, pen, like it, I just, I can't write with anything more than a 0. 0.5. So, you know, that's me. <laughs> um, and then the last question was, what are your favorite planner accessories? I see you use sticky notes often. So, Yes, absolutely. I use a sticky note almost every day, almost as that form of writing something down that, you know, comes to my brain or writing a quick to-do list. I'm really big on not unnecessarily planning. So lately what I've been doing is creating either a to-do list or writing out my weekly schedule on a weekly insert. And every day I'll just sticky note, stick it on a weekly insert or to-do list and write a couple things to do that day. Um, and then if there's a meeting or, you know, uh, whatever meeting or appointment, I'll see it on my phone. I'll see it on the weekly insert, but there's no need to write it 
on a daily answer as well. The only time I use a daily answer is when things are incredibly busy, but with the shift in my planning system, I'm not really seeing a need for a daily insert. So I, I think, you know, the overall lesson with that is just be flexible, y'all. You you might like one style of planning. I was a huge decorative planner um, for a while and it's just not my thing anymore. I still have so many colorful like rainbow stickers that I need to give away. Uh, but just know that, you know, with anything in life, your planning style will change just as much as you change. So be flexible. Ooh, love that. Now, I know we all have a planner stack, but I'm curious, do you have a journal stack? Um, not really. <laughs> so I, I do use, I'm going to show it, it's the Reflect Refine One One journal um, from Reflect and Refine Co. I just bet you that Align and Refine Co. Excuse me, but otherwise, and it just fell on the ground. I use anything from Barnes and Nobles pretty much to journal. Before I got into sort of the planner market, you know, like so, like the Erin Condren's, the Happy Planners. Before I got into that world, and new legs, I've used almost everything. I was a huge, huge Barnes and Nobles fan. I loved using their planners, their journals. Um, so anytime I can still incorporate one when I'm there browsing for a book, I'll grab a journal. Um, not so much their planners anymore um, since I've shifted as far as my planning style. But if you are new to the planner world and you don't know where to start, because people often ask that question, I highly recommend trying a journal or a planner from whether it be Target or Barnes and Nobles or some other store, because that'll help you figure out how you want to plan. Because a lot of people don't know. I don't need an hourly planner because that's just not me. I don't change hourly. <laughs> I would just make it into a to-do list. But um, yeah, if you're in, you know, if you are looking for a new planner or journal, highly recommend Barnes and Nobles. Barnes and Noble. I always add an S at the end. But I do too. Noble is a singular person. I do, so. I do too. <laughs> I always say Barnes and Nobles too. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, thank you. All of this was amazing. Um, just as I thought it would be, you know, and um, I'm definitely going to take a lot from these suggestions. And so we thank you for joining us. Um, but where can people find you? I know you have a website, um, you know, Instagram, things like that. Oh, I feel like I'm on everything, everything but like Twitter and TikTok. So as far as, you know, planner content, I recommend my Instagram, which is at the Imani Michelle. I say the, but it's only one E, duh. <laughs> uh, if you are looking for sort of the self-care and planner content and a little bit of like social media stuff, I recommend Pinterest, same username, the Imani Michelle. If you're looking for all things self-care and I get a little more, you know, intimate and open and honest, then I definitely recommend the blog, theimanimichelle.com. Otherwise, that's it. I'm taking a YouTube break, so don't go there. I love that. I think a YouTube break is totally needed from time to time because YouTube can be a lot. So I agree. It's definitely, it was a lot for me. So I decided to just, um, I'm a huge quarterly planner now. Uh, so I said quarter two, I'm just going to take a break and then revisit for quarter three. 
we really enjoyed having you um and yeah you guys go check her out check out her things i'm personally gonna go i've checked out your blog but i need to check out your pinterest now um because it sounds great so thank you again for being here of course thank you so much for having me i had a lot of fun chatting with you all and like I said, if you see me trying a personal size, maybe insert, do not judge me. I promise I'm still trying to minimalize my life, my planning style, um, but just, you know, wanting to explore and try new things because you never know what will work. Okay.